the Proact know-how. Hi, so Forex Sam, welcome to this live webinar, uh, where today we're going to look at our uh, interest regarding do you need a UK tax return? UK tax return is a funny thing. Um, if you're in the UK, you don't always need a UK tax return. If you're in um, uh, an expat living and working abroad, you don't necessarily need a UK tax return. If you're an expat living in the UK, you don't necessarily need a tax return. Uh, there's horses for courses, uh, and it's an important time. We're coming up to the uh, deadline. At the end of October, each year, is the time that a UK tax return could be submitted by paper. Um, it can't be submitted uh, for an expat with, with non-resident uh, earnings uh, online using the HMRC. It has to be done uh, online in a separate way. Proact are very good at helping you at that. You can contact us at proactpartnership.com at any time. Um, uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel um, and, and see if we can find out uh, help and guidance uh, using our online chat service. And uh, we've got many other ways that we can help people. Uh, there's always more information. If you go along to our website, it's crackpartnership.com. So what we're looking at today is uh, um, we're looking into series where we're considering residency and how residency for expats has been uh, amended. Uh, uh, post-Brexit. There's been a lot of turmoil in the world and in the UK uh, in the last couple of years. Um, is that because of Brexit or is Brexit a reaction to the turmoil that's going on in the world? Uh, that's what we're examining But uh, in, in the residency series. But for this particular uh, episode here, we're focusing directly, directly on on. Uh, whether an expat needs a UK tax return. That's prettier. Um, I've also got a little um, uh, leaflet here, which I could have put up for you to see, but uh, we'll just leave it as it is. Um, okay, so... Moving on to the next stage, um, let's consider that uh, whether you need that UK tax return or not as, a, as an expat. Now, in the res when we look at it from our, our residency series point of view, let's consider that. If you're uh, a resident um, or a non-resident, you may or you may not still need to do a tax return. So just because you are resident in the UK, doesn't mean you need to do a UK tax return. Just because you're not resident doesn't mean you need to do a UK tax return. Um, if you're resident, you're not necessarily a tax resident. And we'll, we'll come back to this later in this talk. If you're resident, you don't necessarily uh, are a tax resident if you are on a short working trip, a short working visa. So what we have seen post-Brexit is that uh, EU uh, citizens uh, traveling on short business and family trips um, outside the EU, including now the UK, including Gibraltar, 
as well as the non-Schengen zone countries like uh, Ireland, um, Romania, Croatia, <clears throat> and, and, and Cyprus, uh, have to use your passport to get into that those countries. Um, so that those type of short-term business trips now for EU citizens into the UK require a passport and for UK people traveling into the EU require a passport because they're no longer in the Schengen zone. Doesn't make a big difference for the UK. UK was never in the Schengen zone. Ireland has no intention of going in the Schengen zone at this point. Uh, whereas the other uh, EU countries not in the Schengen zone uh, are looking to join at some point in the future, or possibly the start of 2023. Um, <clears throat> so you can take up residence in a short-term basis, possibly even working short-term or, or, or long-term holiday home or, or family home. All, all these things are possible. Um, For, for expats um, without a visa um, and that that residence that short-term residence up to 180 days doesn't necessarily mean that you're a tax resident so it doesn't that you spend 180 days a year in the UK uh, a resident um, without the Schengen zone restrictions doesn't mean that you become a tax resident doesn't mean that you need to do a tax return but you could just because you're non-resident doesn't mean that uh, you haven't got an obligation to, to tax either. Um, so all these things are, 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 are what we're looking at here in this series of residents and non-residents. And, and, and that issue, it doesn't determine whether you need a UK tax return. Now, UK citizens, UK domiciled persons, um, expats that are tax residents in the UK are much more likely to want to do to have to do a UK tax return uh, than 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 anybody else. Even so, uh, th that liability may arise. Okay, the the very basic uh, rule on whether you need a UK tax return. Is, is very, very simple. If the UK tax authorities, HMRC, um, is, is Majesty's uh, Revenue and Collection Service, uh, requires you by letter or notice to, to submit a return, then you must submit a return. If, the, um, if you have a tax liability in the UK, then it is your responsibility to report that and pay that tax. So if you have a, a, a receive income, but don't bother to do that tax return, as a, a, a resident or non-resident, uh, an expat or a, a UK citizen, and you, re, you receive income, but don't report it to the tax authority, that, that, that's either called discrete tax planning or it's called tax evasion. Uh, and potentially it's illegal. Uh, but either way, uh, if if through exchange of information um, between banks and uh, property rental agents, investment companies, 
and, and overseas uh, tax authorities, if that exchange of information subsequently uh, that happens uh, comes back on your door, then potentially uh, the the revenue can check up. And you know, one of the uh, benefits of technology is that the governments can check out, can find it, find you out. So it's important to be clear and be correct in in what you're doing. Okay. So uh, what, whatever your um, uh, residency or not residency, you, you could have a liability to do that tax return. And that's something that we need to look at in, in what we're doing. And, and what, what, what it determines is what type of income that you've got. So let, let's consider where the tax rules come from. Each country is different, but they're all the same in a way. Um, there, there is, a, we are led to believe, an international organisation of global bodies that, that organise uh, how things go. Um, and th there is a, a, a general format of a double taxation treaty between countries. There has to be a double taxation treaty uh, between uh, your country of tax residence and your country of citizenship, domicile, or, or where the income is arising um, for that to apply. Uh, generically, the double taxation treaties are the same, but individually, there, there are significant differences for each jurisdiction. And those, those are the um, individual issues and identities that, that PROAC pick up for expats uh, with cross-border business, property, investment, uh, and uh, lifestyle incomes. Um, and that's why you can contact us at proactpartnership.com. We offer free reviews to new inquiries and, and existing inquiries, but we've also got a retained client service which offers online um, uh, consultant reviews uh, on, a, on a regular basis to keep your tax returns uh, up to date. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel below uh, to, to stay in touch with uh, more data going forward. So the, um, the double taxation treaty charters generally describes and defines the different types of income and where they're taxable in your home country or where the country uh, that it arises, uh, depending upon whatever that income or gains contract is being executed. Um, and, and that defines the, the essential, the two types of taxable gain or income, uh, that it is movable or it's immovable, uh, is fixed or it moves. Uh, when you go expat, some of your uh, worldly income travels with you. So wherever you are, tax resident, that is where the income is being earned. So if you have uh, interest arising uh, uh, or royalties being paid or, or dividends being received, they, they are all taxable in the country in which the, the individual or the company is tax resident. There's also fixed types of income. Uh, fixed incomes are taxable in, in the country, in the jurisdiction in which they arise. Um, so 
uh, for a lot of expats with, with property investments and using it for short or long-term holiday lets, that those property contracts are literally fixed. The pr building is fixed in that country. That income arising there is taxable there. If you're carrying out a contract in, in a country, it could be taxable in that country. So if the economic activity is, is undertaken in that country, then it is taxable in the country where the economic activity is taking place. Um, uh, uh, so it's fixed in that respect, but it also can be movable. So this is something that we need to, to consider. Uh, if you're working remotely, it then comes down to what your contract is, how you're working, what your residency status is, and your non-residency status and your tax status. And all those are the things that we need to put into the mix and consider. Okay, so it, it, for the UK tax return, let's consider uh, the different uh, criteria, the different types of income and gains to determine whether you need a tax return uh, as an expat, uh, post-Brexit, living in the UK or living outside the UK. Uh, and we're not talking about if you're resident or non-resident, we're saying that this is for any type of income that comes up, whether you're resident or non-resident to the UK, do you need to do a tax return for this piece of um, income? Okay. So uh, if you're operating a, a UK business and uh, you, you've got uh, either as a sole trader, a partner, or that you've got a, a, a directorship, uh, then uh, that, that uh, gives you a liability to do a tax return. So if you're operating a UK company and you're a director of that company, um, that gives you a, a requirement to fill out a UK tax return. Okay, so it's an important point to consider there. Um, if, if you're an off-payroll worker, if you've been paid a, a fee for doing your work to settle your own tax, um, then again, that those off payroll workers may be subject to IR35 rules and you may also have uh, a reporting requirement uh, for that for that income. So uh, the IR35 rules um, are up in the air at the moment because we, uh, the UK have got a set of rules. It was gonna be redrawn and now the map is being redrawn. Uh, but essentially, uh, an employer uh, in the UK of an off-payroll worker that might be working remotely uh, in the EU, um, they, they could do that, but that, that remote worker could fall under certain circumstances into a taxable um, situation um, where the company is liable to pay uh, a payroll tax uh, pays you earn under IL35 rules. Okay. Uh, conversely, um, if the uh, contractor to the UK company is carrying out the economic activity in another country where they are tax resident, then uh, they have to be registered for that. And if they're carrying that work out as an employee in another country, the company has to have a branch in that other country. So the, the contractor either needs to be registered as a self-employed trader um, in the UK or another tax jurisdiction, or um, 
they, they, there has to be a branch of the company for them to employ and pay national insurance in that other second jurisdiction. Uh, but the, the third consideration is that certain companies will f and contracts will fall under IL35 rules anyway, whatever the circumstance. Uh, so business income are, are a big source of um, potential liability to do a tax return. If you're a director, a self-employed, a partner, or doing off-payroll work uh, in the UK, even if you're doing that as a non-resident, uh, you've got a liability to do a tax return. And if you need help to complete that tax return, contact us at productpartnership.com. Another type of income that expats often have is linked to property. Uh, property long-term rental and short-term rental is, is often a passive sort of income that expats and investors have uh, in the UK uh, and around the world. Uh, property income generally in any jurisdiction is, is tax, taxable in the country in which it arises. Now in the past that may not have been enforced um, but property agents around the world under international tax regulations are generally obliged to report that income now uh, to the tax authorities uh, and uh, as everybody understands who the beneficial owners of uh, companies property uh, and, and and trust income um, by the beneficial owner registers the exchange of information allows a local tax authority to identify who is receiving what income and when. Um, <clears throat> and so with property income, in, in the past, uh, someone may have owned a, a, a villa in Spain and got holiday lets for cash, not paid a tax, uh, but, but that may well, may well change going forward. Um, there may be a withholding tax in the local jurisdiction, even so, um, but as far as the UK is concerned, <coughs> if there's UK property rental going in, then potentially there's a tax return liability that's due. Okay? Um, if you're an expat and you own property rental in the UK, even if you're tax resident in another jurisdiction, you've got a tax return liability to due in the UK. And, and obviously it's an assessment for tax, you may have tax to pay. There are exemptions with property. Um, if your net income after expenses is below two and a half thousand pounds, assuming that your gross turnover was less than 10,000, um, then you don't need to do a tax return. So essentially, if your rental income is more than 800 a month, you always have to do a tax return. If your rental income is below that uh, and your net income is above two and a half thousand, you always have to do a tax return. It's only if you've got a very small income, uh, less than two and a half thousand from property rental, have you got uh, 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 no reporting on, on that property rental income. Unless, of course, you've got other income, but uh, you know, in isolation, an expat who owns a UK property rental income uh, that meets the criteria may not need to do a return. Okay? Uh, somebody that, that's living 
and, and working in the UK with property rental income in the UK uh, would have to report it along with their other income uh, and allowances. Um, if an expat in the UK has got income from overseas from property, that property income overseas will be taxed overseas, uh, but it still could be reportable in the UK and offset against the tax that's paid uh, abroad. So you may still, as a, as a UK uh, tax resident expat, be liable to uh, pay uh, tax in the, in the UK uh, when you report it because you're paying a higher rate of tax than you would do on that overseas income. Exchange of information will be reported between the jurisdiction in which the property rental income is received and reported uh, and the jurisdiction of the beneficial owner. So the property is its own individual tax uh, stamp and number the beneficial owner of that property has got their tax number uh, and the recipient of the income, uh, be that a company or an individual, have got their own tax number. And that exchange of information will take place over a couple of years uh, uh, to, to, to catch up with you. Uh, for more information and guidance on that, uh, contact us at productpartnership.com. <clears throat> if you're a business and um, or, or you've got um, some individual licenses that you've got outstanding. You may be receiving royalty income. Royalty income is a, is a movable income. It's not a fixed income. So royalty income moves with you. So if you've got uh, a license services and businesses that you've you've let out to people um, uh, and, and, and businesses around you for your products and services, those royalties um, are, are movable income taxable wherever you become tax resident. So uh, <clears throat> if, if uh, a business owner has got a number of brands and assets uh, that are licensed and subcontracted, he could be living as an expat overseas and receiving royalty income rather than anything else uh, to maximise <clears throat> um, that's taxed in that overseas jurisdiction. So a royalty received from the UK under a contract is taxed where the individual or company recipient of that royalty income is taxable. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> so when you receive that income, that income is taxable in the country where, you, where, where the recipient, the beneficial owner lives. Okay, for more information and guidance on using royalties to create movable income for cross-border uh, business and family expat associations, um, contact us at productpartnership.com and subscribe to the YouTube channel to find out a bit more as well. <clears throat> we're, we're talking about uh, all the different sorts of incomes, but sometimes the, there's a passive financial income that comes from uh, banks, investments um, uh, in, in that, that, that are owned. A lot of people invest in, in pensions. A lot of people invest in unit trusts, investment trusts, pensions and unit trusts, investment trusts. They're all trusts. They're all a version of a trust. They all have a slightly different regulation. And, and trust apparently is quite a complicated area. 
And the reason that in the past it, it's been a very, very uh, contentious area is because it allows people to uh, be discreet and, and, and not pay taxes or a fair amount of tax on their income. That's not the purpose of trust. The purpose of trust is to protect family and business capital assets um, uh, from um, uh, the cost and delay of probate or succession um, or uh, you know, a bankruptcy um, or you know, a multiple inheritance where you want to keep the family business as one but have five or six beneficiaries that the trust allows you to do that. So it, it's well worth considering using a family trust to protect your family property and business assets and avoid the cost of delay of probate, uh, potentially avoid inheritance tax liabilities, because with the trust there's no probate, there's no inheritance tax assessment, uh, <clears throat> to avoid family disputes and, and conflicts and, and hand the assets down the, the generations uh, quite effectively. Uh, but with, with a trust um, and in a trust in, in a regime, in a world where the beneficial owners are clearly registered uh, and the, the trust is tax resident, <clears throat> then uh, it also allows uh, a way to uh, provide a source of income. So you can go to a professional um, investment company, a pension company, uh, to provide that arrangement, or you can inherit it from the family and, and be the recipient of income that way, or you can create your own family trust to organise your family's assets and wealth. That might be a big yacht in a harbour in the Mediterranean. It might be your overseas properties. It might be your your um, your business in, in the UK. Um, either way, a family trust can help protect you down the line. Uh, in, in a number of different ways. So, so consider that. <clears throat> uh, if you get trust income, it, it, is, it is reportable. And, and, and uh, depending upon the type, uh, you need to consider that. But if, if the income is below 10,000, uh, you don't need to do a tax return. So if, if you've got a, a small income, uh, if you're an expat and your, your UK assets are, are, are in the UK and the UK trust and the income that you receive is less than 10,000 as an individual that's not a reportable tax return now again you may have other interests and if you do have to do a tax return you would put that on, on the return but if that is your sole source of income uh, interest uh, dividends um, income distributions uh, from a family trust or a, a professional investment unit trust, then uh, the, the income needs to be above 10,000 for you to be required to do HMRC tax return. For more information and guidance, contact us at productpartnership.com. And to protect your family and business from 40% UK inheritance tax um, by using a family trust, contact us at productpartnership.com. Once a, a family gifts property into a trust is potentially going to be exempt from inheritance tax uh, in, indefinitely. Uh, so contact us uh, for more information on that. There's what, what, what we're talking about 
as well is we're talking about income. So when is an income or a gain a foreign income or a foreign gain? Okay, well, it's when it comes from another country. Um, so again, we're looking at residents and non-residents. So whether you're in the UK or outside the UK. Um, <clears throat> so as far as the UK tax return is concerned, foreign income is capital uh, uh, interest or earnings uh, made and reported on an overseas tax return. So if, if you're um, uh, in the UK and you've got an investment overseas, like a property or a business, um, and, and that you're receiving income in, in, uh, from that, and it's being taxed at source for your overseas property rental income, that's reportable in the foreign income section of, the, of your tax return. And uh, so obviously that's a, a quite a significant complication uh, to any tax return. And it's one of the areas that ProAct can help you with your UK tax return. Uh, so again, contact us at ProActPartnership.com for more information and guidance on that. Uh, and we'll be able to help you uh, choose that. We've got an annual tax service uh, that, that offers you uh, your tax return and year-round guidance uh, for expats and, and business and family to protect their assets, answer their questions, deal with the correspondence, the assessment and, and the how-to. So you've got peace of mind um, uh, uh, with our annual tax service. Um, the product retained client service offers uh, uh, clients a way of getting access to online advice uh, as you go along. So again, contact us at productpartnership.com for more information and guidance. Um, so if you have got foreign earnings, um, then they need to be reported uh, on a tax return. This is for the purpose. If you've got foreign earnings, you need to report it on a UK tax return if you are UK tax resident, okay? Um, <clears throat> so if you're resident and tax resident in the UK, that foreign earnings is reportable in the, in the UK and it's re reported as a supplementary report to your basic tax return. Um, contact us at propartnership.com for more information and guidance. There are many other reasons why you might need to do a UK tax return. Um, one of them is to receive your benefits or, or, or personal allowances and what have you. Um, for an expat living and working abroad, this is broadly irrelevant. As soon as you leave the UK, uh, benefits um, and uh, entitlement to benefits and NHS cover cease. Um, if, you're, if you're working in the UK, any employment in the UK, you, you're liable to pay national health insurance. Doesn't mean you necessarily need to do a tax return. But if you uh, are working as a, a remote worker or you're working as, as a nomad where you're, you're moving throughout the EU three months in one country, three months in another to stay within the Schengen zone rules um, and not spending more than six months uh, being resident in a country for no more than 180 days, six months in any country during a year, your tax residence will remain somewhere else. So that 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 that's that's the key point that that um, uh, determines um, it, you, you, your your liability to, to do that tax return. 
and to do that economic activity. So if, if you're uh, working as a nomad or as a remote worker and, and, and claiming that you've got a tax residence outside the UK, um, <clears throat> then you won't be entitled to the benefits that you might be receiving in the UK. If you continue to receive things like child benefit while you're an expat or, or living and working overseas as a family, uh, that, that a benefit payment will be reclaimed from you at some point when they find out and catch up with you. So generally, it's not really worth that. And you can also get, uh, with expat families, you can get this, um, um, uh, uh, there's an issue around the residency permit, whether you've got settled or non-pre-settled uh, status, whether you're a British citizen or not British citizen, uh, whether you're UK domicile or not UK domicile. So if a, if a married couple are not both UK domicile British citizens, uh, and, and one of the family go to live and work abroad while the other one remains in the UK, um, that, then that could impact on, on child benefits for the, the family that remains in the UK and that income support. If you want any more help and guidance on the impact on family welfare benefits and healthcare uh, when going expat from the UK or into the UK, contact us at, at appropartnership.com. So I think we've covered that now, in, in my humble opinion. <clears throat> There's quicker ways to do it, um, to make that assessment. Um, but what we're doing here is trying to go through the issues for that. If in doubt, do a return. If something happens in the UK where you get issued a pension or you have a capital gain event or you sell or buy a property or you, you, you relocate overseas or get a tax report from overseas, then you could be asked to do a tax return, even though you don't need to do one. If the UK tax authorities ask you to do a return, even if it's an ill return, then you must do that and, and wait for them to confirm that you no longer need to do a tax return. Some expats we find get big problems and end up with penalties uh, from the UK because the UK uh, issue a notice to complete a tax return. The expats living and working abroad, the mail goes astray. Nobody knows what's doing. They've never had the self-assessment liability. And it's only been issued because a pension company has paid a, an annuity of, of two and six from, from uh, a, a, long, a long held job in, in the past. Um, so these issues can arise. Don't worry about that. Uh, the penalties might roll up and, and you get home and you find them there mounting up. But again, that's manageable. Um, HMRC are full of humans and they do make mistakes. Uh, the automated systems are not perfect. They churn out the mail, they churn out the fines to scare people into uh, making the compliance. It's better to get the tax returns done on time. Uh, but if you find yourself in a penalty situation, it's better to tackle it as quickly as possible and manage that situation and, and manage that. And often we find that before declaration and, and, and com confirmation that there was no income or, or no real need to do that return and the lifestyle uh, of the expat it, it would not normally have been warranted a, a tax return. Often those penalties are, are waived and, and reduced. 
So it's better to do the reporting uh, and have the protection in place um, than, than take a risk and, and get yourself in a, a, a worrying, stressful situation where automatic fines are rapidly building up uh, to you. For more information and guidance, contact us at proactpartnership.com. Uh, <clears throat> so in our resident and series and looking at the impact of Brexit uh, on the UK, uh, we find that uh, remote work working is, is more common post-COVID, post-Brexit, post-IT revolution. Remote working can work um, and you can be resident without being tax resident, um, but you could be of a tax liability even if you're non-resident. Uh, for UK expats, if you domicile is the UK, that's your default tax uh, authority, uh, and you need a tax residence um, where, where you can declare your worldwide income. And if that's not your domicile, it needs to be uh, a, a, a jurisdiction with a double taxation treaty between your country of domicile and your country of tax residence. And between where the country is arising, uh, the, the income or the gain is arising, there needs to be a double taxation treaty as well. Uh, if the tax is paid in one country, it's not paid uh, back home in the UK, but you still need to report it on the tax return. Keep everything together and correct. Uh, keep all the information up to date. Um, have the reassurance of an annual service where you've got people available to support you and, and uh, uh, you'll have peace of mind while living and working abroad, um, whether it's your family business or or whether it's uh, an overseas property or just um, a lifestyle change uh, away from the home country. Um, contact us at proactpartnership.com for more information and guidance and a free review to find out if you need to do a UK tax return. Uh, we're going to continue our residency series next next um, uh, week, where we're going to look a, a bit more about uh, this distinction between um, when people need to do tax returns uh, or or not. So we, <clears throat> we we're very much in the tax return season for the UK at the moment, and what we're going to uh, have a, a deeper look into uh, next week is is the constitution of when uh, a, a, a business income as a self-employed, a director, a partner, or an off-payroll worker, when that liability is taxable uh, and reportable in the UK and when it's not reportable in the UK and, and what the impact of Brexit is on that in terms of EU remote working and cross-border within the EU. Thanks very much for listening and we hope to see you again next time. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.